This is my Yuri cup. Oh, 100%. Give me that. Careful, there's water in it. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> you should have warned me. Oh, you should have warned me. You totally just spit all that drink. Yeah, the it totally <laughs> just went yeah. all into your It's actually cheeks, not water, so. it's just saliva. I'll take that back. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin, are you good, man? <laughs> What is going on, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, people of all ages? Welcome back to the AOA show. I'm your host, as always, Ian, along with the boys, Isaiah. Yo, yo, yo. And Gavin. What is Gucci Shoes? And today we are here covering Tower of God Season 2, Episodes 243 to 250, our deep dive mm. analysis discussion. If you guys did not see our live stream yet of us covering these chapters, you definitely want to check that out. A lot of laughs, good times. Uh, we also posted our blog posts uh, corresponding to these chapters as well. So you guys definitely want to go check those out if you haven't already. That was a nice video. Uh, and thank you to all the mods that compiled that blog post list in our Discord and yep, on yep. our YouTube Really goes a long way. But again, we're here today to talk about these questions that you guys have posed for us. And if you guys are new here and you don't know, uh, what we do every week after our streams is we give you all an hour in our Discord to post in our TOG questions channel all the questions that you would like to have us answer, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, in the discussion here. Anyway, so without further ado, we are going to get into this discussion today. So the first question, Gavin, if you would do the honors. The first question today is posted by Riru. Or at least I assume that's how you say it. Uh, I posted this question last week, but I but it didn't make it into this into the video. Uh, back in early season two, the place where Horiang went to meet with Casino, where the fight between Ran and Novik and Bam took place, and where Bam and Kuhn reunited, was called the Hand of Arlene. However, if you might not remember, Jaja was under orders from Fug to blow it up. How do you think the hand of Arlene got there? If Fug was formed in support of Arlene, why would they destroy it? Uh, if what Graham learned about Jihad wiping, uh, if what Graham learned about Jihad wiping out all traces of Arlene's existence was true, why didn't Jihad get rid of it a long time ago? Are we being tricked by uh, by the narrative somehow? Um. <laughs> Wow! No, I actually that that's a really good question because I didn't. I actually didn't think about that. And I I did see somebody like I saw the question got posted in there last week, but uh, I and I and I saw it and, and read it and I was like, huh, that's a really interesting question. And then like the other eight questions we had to answer, I was writing down and forgot about it. But yeah, um, I don't know. That's a good question because I guess so. Okay, if I'm if I could just if I'm going to run with my jihad has to like maintain a level of uh you know, of, of appeal here in the tower. I, well, no, that's, I was going to say one might argue that he like left it there as like a show of good faith to uh, people in the tower. But then it's like, okay, well, who is he trying to please? Number one, because that, that monument is so far down in the tower compared to where he is that like whoever's down there, he's not fucking with anyway. Um, huh? Damn. I don't know. That's a good question. Yeah. I don't know. I think somebody's not giving the full story. Nobody's giving the full story and potentially sure. people might be lying. You know, we don't we we don't know that Garam's story is a hundred percent accurate. We and we what we do know is that she's withholding information in some way, shape, or form. 
Um, so, I mean, like, I don't, not that she's a bad person or whatever the case might be, but the point is, is that we don't have the full story here. So we can't go off of the word of just one person. So I don't know, man, if Fug was supporting Arlene, why would they destroy it? Yeah, I, uh, I'm not sure. I don't know if them, if, if them ordering her to, you know, blow it up or whatever was related to like, we need to destroy Arlene memorabilia and artifacts, you know, moreover it's, you gotta, you know, get bomb and to, to come with you and do all that kind of stuff. I don't know. Like, it seems like, was that the mission all along? Like blow up the hand of Arlene or was it get bomb, you know? And like maybe the blowing up of the hand of Arlene was just something along with it. Or so again, I guess it's like Shasha was ordered by Fug to blow it up. We do know that now though, just saying Fug told you to do something does not necessarily clarify who told you to do it mm. because there are vastly many different sects of Fug that think vastly different things. Sure. So one might even say that the version or sect of Fug that is ordering Shasha to blow it up probably does not actually line up with Fug's, Fug's original origin and or principles um, and maybe are the, the Fug members who are a little bit more of like extremist and like, you know, it's like, oh, Fug blew up the hand of our, like they were, they're looking more to make a message rather than a honor, like, you know, any sort of statue or, or memorabilia that is, you know, that's about Arlene who, who you know, helped create Fug, um, which is the only thing I can think of. Cause like, yeah, uh, it, yeah. It's gotta be like that tied with like, we, we don't, somebody's not telling a hundred percent the truth. Like somebody's yeah. version of that story does not add up. Yeah. And the, and the whole, why didn't Jihad get rid of it a long time ago is interesting, right? If he's trying to destroy all Arlene memorabilia, member, I'm going to, I do like it, that word anymore. Artifacts. I think the other thing, the other, um, it, the floor of death, right? That was, that was the last place that there was like a thing for Arlene that Jihad sort of like took over or whatever. Mm. I, I wonder if there's an argument to be made that like the hand of Arlene in comparison to where it is in the tower is just honestly so low that like Jihad's not even like, like I wonder when's the last time Jihad's been to the 20th floor <laughs> or like anything lower. You know what I mean? Like I wonder if there's something to be said for like Jihad's like, Oh, I was down there. Oh, didn't even know, you know, like, cause he's just so not even involved with anything below like floor 80. Let's just say, you know mm. what I mean? I'm not sure. I mean, what's, what's, yeah, I guess my take on it. I don't, I don't know really half of it but things that come to my mind of interest is i feel like it's almost symbolic in a way where it's like she's reaching up into the sky like reaching for the gods where you know she seeked help so i kind of saw symbolism in that if it's meant to be so i feel like it has to for the significance what's also important is they say um it, it, that the hand itself is a part of a huge stone statue and this is the only thing that's left behind so mm. maybe at one point fug did destroy it and or this would, or wait, what I say? Fug. Fug. I meant, I meant to say Jihad. Uh, maybe Jihad did destroy it at one time, and it was something that was left as insignificant, like the hand. Mm. And maybe Fug propped it back up. And maybe at this point, they're like, it really doesn't bear the significance that it used okay. to. Oh, However, if, I wonder who originally built it as well. Um, yeah, because what if it's that statue strange. was the one like on the floor of death, and that is the only remnant of that thing that Jihad initially destroyed. And so, like you were saying, Fug was like, oh, yeah, we'll keep it here as, like, a memorial. But then, mm -hmm. again, some other sect of Fug was like, eh, that's, like, it, whatever. It's not even, it's just the hand of that sat. Like, it doesn't even bear the same weight anymore. Mm. Plus, you know, we got to make a special, we got a point to make here. So Yeah, yeah that maybe. could be something. Very um, good question. Yeah, absolutely. Very so we're going to get into the next question. But real quick before we do, Gavin, I feel like you have to introduce people to your now other alternate persona <laughs> that you have. 
Some people might be out of the loop. They may be like, what, what's this new getup Gavin has? Well, my real persona is supposed to be me with my blindfolds on, but supposedly I bear too much significance with controlling <laughs> computer parts, and being blindfolded isn't approved by um, the crew. So I need to deal with it and wear it in in pride. And I, I just I want to be blindfolded, but I can't. So it's here. it's here for you, Smile. I know you requested it, and we'll have to see how it ends up for the rest of the episode. All right, cool. Speaking of Smile, he has this, the uh, next question here. So thank you, Smile. It says, so now that we saw how Bomb reacted to Rachel after finding out about Arlene and stuff, how different would his reaction be if he knew that she killed Arkraptor and was partly responsible for Prince's death too? Do you still think he would brush that off as easily as you presumed earlier? Is Rachel including included in that anyone? Wait, 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 included in so that it, anyone? When in, so, Gavin, if you want to switch to the next panel, the screenshot, because in the screenshot, Bomb's quote here um, is he says, anybody who gets in my way, jihad, ten families, whatever, um, is an enemy to me. Oh. So he's saying in this quote here, anyone who gets in my way, is, is Rachel included in that anyone? Oh, okay, jihad. yeah. I mean, I think uh, as far as that's concerned, uh, Bomb's kind of putting up a front a little bit because if he really, really meant that, I don't even think he'd give Rachel, you know, the light of day at all or cry about it when, when they left. So I don't know. Like, it might just kind of be an appearance thing and, like, he knows that he has to, you know, he's got he's to nut up here and tell her what's good. Um, but in turn, like, words and actions are two different things. So, like, we'll really see when push comes to shove when he has to, like, no one can get in my way or all, you know what I mean? Like you're an enemy, like when that really gets put to the test. So I'm not totally sold on that yet. Uh, I think his mind is, you know, going towards that place, but again, actions speak louder than the words. So we'll see. So I think Rachel's in the clear right now. I mean, it would be um, indicative of these panels to believe so. But anyway, uh, beyond that, we have how different would it be if he knew that she killed Prince, well, Arkraptor and had a hand in Prince's death as well. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, th I think, um, I think he'd definitely be pissed about it if he knew for sure. I mean, I, I don't, I don't know if he would kill her still. Um, and the question says, do you still think he would brush her off as easily as you presumed earlier? I don't really necessarily know if we thought it was going to be easy per se. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. My, my thoughts remain the same in the sense that I don't think he'd kill her, but may I think maybe he'd be more pissed or disgusted, but I don't know. You guys have anything? Um, so I don't think this is so much of a front. I do genuinely think this is Bomb actually turning um, a new leaf in terms of his perception of Rachel and his understanding of the things she's done. Uh, however, as is indicated in the panels after this moment here, um, it is still like a very fresh wound and it is still something that like he's not, you know, he has not been so um, hardened by let's just say that like he could do it without even thinking about it right it, it, it is one thing for bomb mentally to be like rachel is no good for me i need to discard her like she's you know she's not a, a positive part of my life and then actually do it right i think a lot of people are would be much prone to saying they could do something as opposed to actually doing it and would find that like actually having to do or confront something like that especially with the, the weight that rachel has as, in terms of bomb's importance um you know, is is a, emotionally is a tougher thing to do than than people would admit. Um, so, like, yeah, it was hard for him to do, but he did it. And I think saying it, even if it's just saying something like that out loud, is the genuine first step in him turning over this leaf and actually, you know, believing and owning what he's saying here. Um, 
I do think it's interesting, though, that he had this moment with her not knowing that about the whole uh, Arc Raptor and Prince death, because um, I think that would muddy things up a little bit. And I think that would, because we know Bam to be a very emotional character, so I don't think he would respond typically well. Um, I don't I don't think he would kill Rachel either, um, but I do think that that would warrant, I, I think, like, this moment here, what I like, I, I like that this moment happened despite that stuff, because it tells me at the very least that, like, Bomb was willing to say this to her and have this moment, like, despite that, right? Because if that moment had come in and then this happened, it's like, okay, what was, like, Arc Raptor and Prince's death the catalyst for this conversation then? And, like, is that where the emotion's buried in the fact that you lost them to Rachel and not really, like, because Rachel should be, you know, X'd out of here, like, even like excluding those deaths, right? At least in my opinion, I'm sure most people's. Um, but you know, so I'm 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 happy, I guess at least about that. But again, it's it, I do sort of share the sentiment of what you were saying, where it's like he did say this to Rachel, but like it's going to have to be it's going to have to be reiterated, at least I think in some version of a fight, because I do think that for Bomb to say like goodbye to Rachel and like you know he's leaving her. Um, is one thing, but, like, Rachel's not going to go away, at least as far as an antagonistic force in the story. So, like, eventually at some point, and even they have, a like, a moment uh, later where they're both going off to um, Hell Joe's hideout, and Rachel's like, don't think for a second that we're allies. Like, as soon as this, I get to Thorn, and Bam stops her and says, yeah, we're enemies. Like, I, I think Bomb is still coming to terms with the fact that, yes, we are enemies, and we're no longer, you know, we're no longer friends um, but again, saying that even out loud to her is different than him having to fight her possibly to the death. So like, I think that's the part that bomb is still struggling with and still probably not, even if he were to say he could like still being dishonest about, but I do genuinely think in his mind, he is at a stage where he's not like simping over Rachel for lack of a better term. Hmm. Yeah. I gotta say, I do echo pretty much all your ideas. At least I hope that is, it's his mindset. I really don't want him None of us want him just, we don't want him to be following Rachel and having this burden, and we hope that he's turning a new leaf. I feel like if he had was told about their deaths, hopefully that would add a little bit more of a reason for him to not uh, be on her side, or at least, you know, try to like, here's some actual explanation of why she's a horrible person, like, you know, the proof is in the pudding now. And, I mean, you'd only hope that with that information, that's how he would take it. Not necessarily kill her by any means, but at least really drive home the fact that this isn't someone that you should really follow or want to be around or, yeah, that's pretty much it. And that she is your enemy. She killed your friends. This is it. Cut the ties. Live your own life. And that's all you could presumably hope that Bam would take it in in a sense in that way. So, hope for the best. Expect the worst. Bam, you're still cute. <laughs> oh, beautiful. All right. All right, so the next question um, is by Strolly. It's a little bit of a long one. Um, he says, well, Yuri was extremely reckless. I think it's been... Leading the witness, your honor. <clears throat> oh, yeah, this question is leading the witness. a leading question. Um, <laughs> and especially this first sentence of, I think it hasn't been paid enough attention to. Do you, Strolly? <laughs> you really think it hasn't been paid enough attention to? Anyway. Since the lore of the 13th month weapons was more interesting, but what do you think about Yuri's actions? She's been warned multiple times that to ignite two of the 13th... She's been warned multiple times, but ignited two of the 13th month weapons anyway. The result of that being that everyone was in danger, Kuhn and Dorsey Evan. Uh, since, yeah, since the ghost would just go on a rampage and kill everyone and eventually Jihad's order to kill Yuri if Bam wasn't there to help her come back. 
Do you think that she was too selfish or reckless since she said it's cooler to ignite two swords? And do you think that she learned through this lesson and actually listens to others like the two swords warning her multiple times? Or will this actually become a problem later in the story and maybe even ignite two of the 13th months again? Uh, I mean, the princes of Jihad sure are gorgeous, but damn, do they have ego problems. Okay, so mouthful, number one. Uh, two, I yeah, right out the gate, yes. It was a reckless decision through and through. There's no way to defend it. There's no way to, to make it anything other than it was. I do wonder if it was like a scenario where just igniting one of the weapons would have been enough to kill Heljo. Because, like, it was a reckless act, but maybe, like, one could say it was a reckless act out of desperation of, like, look, even one of these weapons isn't going to be enough to beat him. I don't know. Just putting it out there. But regardless, either way you slice it, it's still a reckless decision because doing that, knowing the casualties of, like, oh, you might get taken over and this might make you go berserk. Um, yeah, she did. I mean, like, she definitely has a bit of an ego about her, especially being a princess, being somebody from the Ha family and, and, and her lineage. Um None of, you know, like you said, none of those princesses come without that. And I think that's the unfortunate background of being a princess, because uh, we talked about this a little bit with Endorsey. But it's like, yeah, they all have this. They all have grown up in the atmosphere of like, if you don't, if you're not number one and you can't prove to other people that you're number one, like you're not worth anything here. And it's like, you know, she has the explanation um, in the last couple of chapters we read where uh, she's explaining like she has the backstory about how the fact that she can't actually ignite any weapons, but like told Evan this or, or, or like sort of like lied about it and fudged it. And then Evan went on and, and yelled about it to everybody else. Um, there's like an expectation and a reputation that's built into these princesses of Jihad before they're even like, before they even live, before they even do anything with their lives. Right. And so I think that definitely explains why her ego is the way it is. Um, but that being said, yeah, it's still a hundred percent a stupid and reckless move to make because the drawback of not being able to do that correctly like uh, Strolly, right? Strolly said, um, is that like, yeah, the, the ghost could possess you and you go nuts and, and start hurting a bunch of people. Um, and then the last part of the question, do I think this is something she'll actually learn from and, and uh, or will she try to do it again? Was that actually very interesting because the first time I read that, I was like, I was like, yeah, well, yeah, I'd like to hope that like she learns from this and, and, and keeps off it. But I don't know. I do actually think she might do it again. And I, th so, uh, but I think, if this time that we j the first time she does it was out of this like this attempt to uh, to show off right this attempt to be like oh well if I can ignite two of the weapons like I'd be the most badass prince, uh, most badass princess um, I do I, I could actually see or I think it would be interesting just from like a sense of building uh, stakes in the story if she does get caught in a situation where she has to do it again and then like she either like is able to to do it successfully or even if it's a fact that like she's not and she's on a timer with it but she has mm. to do it just out of pure like i'm not gonna be able to fight this person if i don't um yeah that's my answer yeah i mean i on with with the whole beginning portion i completely agree with like honestly i'd be beating a dead horse if i repeat it however i do have an interesting thought with the last portion of it in if she would do it again and something that kind of not caught me off guard but when she had woken up after being possessed by the by the uh, swords or the 13 month series, she actually had no recollection of what happened. She's like, Oh, that was like a weird dream. She didn't know. Like, like her memory was almost fuzzy because she was possessed. She mm -hmm. wasn't conscious. So she actually isn't self aware, uh, self aware of what her actions were and what had actually happened. So with that being said, I feel like it might give her more reasons to want to do it again in terms of maybe it's more, I can see Yuri in the sense where it's like, 
oh, they had control over me. Like I need to like kind of teach them a lesson. And like, I want to be able to control, like I want that power and not have to be overwhelmed by them. But even if it's not in that sense, I feel like just for the fact that she isn't aware of what happened because she physically wasn't in that body doing said things, she doesn't fully understand the repercussions of what could have happened because she was disassociated from it. And I think that's going to play an important role on if she is going to do it again or not just because she wasn't there for everything that had happened. You know, someone can explain it to her, one of her teammates, yes. But if anything, she's like, oh, I don't believe, you know, it, it brings down that whole thing where it's like, oh, well, I don't really remember, but how could I have done these things? Could I have been possessed? You know, it's it's that unknown that can just bring up a lot of variables, and that's what interests me. So I, that's interesting. I do think the only counter to that, and you may be right, and they totally just do that, um, but I think an interesting counter is the fact that Evan was actually physically scarred by the aftermath of your using the attacks. And so I don't know if you remember back to Naruto, uh, the moment where Naruto injures Sakura when he goes into the Four Tails uh, Kuruma state because mm-hmm. um, he can't control it, and he ends up, like, whiplashing her with one of the tails. Um, it sort of, like, fucks with his head a little bit to the point where he's like, all right, I, c- I just, I'm never going to use a QB again. I can't do that because I can't go into that state because I can't put my teammates in a position where I'd hurt them. I could see an avenue where Evan tries explaining to her the events that happened and ends up showing her this wound that he has and is like, and once it connects in her head, that's because I think for all the shit that Yuri gives Evan, like obviously Yuri cares about Evan. Oh yeah. Um, so seeing him in that state and knowing that she caused that because of her recklessness might be a good wake up call for her to be like, Oh shit. I, I did do that. Like, okay, maybe I do need to take a step back and like, you know what I mean? So I, I could, but again, I think that would be interesting if she willingly was like, all right, I need to take a step back and not do this, but is put in a situation way later in the story where it's like, out of pure desperation, like, she has to do it again, but, like, you know, maybe it could be a thing of, like, now nobody's around, like, I don't know, but I I do think they could play with that maybe a little bit to, just to counter the point of, like, hmm. you know, she, she wouldn't remember it. Hmm. Hmm. Oh, God. I concur. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, I, I feel like you guys hit all the major, the major points in that question. I'd just be beating a dead horse if I went in on it, so... We'll move on to the next one. Fair Um, enough. I will read this one, and then I'll defer it to you because you didn't get the answer the last time. So with number four, we have Piper 5. Should Rachel get a power-up to be a physical threat to Bam, or do you think she is better allying with more powerful people, using them in being more of an emotional, mental challenge for Bam instead of a physical challenge? All right. What do you think? You can read it again if you need to. Yeah, yeah. Um... Yeah, it's funny because in, in, in reading the question, at first I read this and I'm like, should Rachel get a power-up to be physically a physical threat to, to bomb? And I'm like, well, yeah, I guess that would make sense, right? Because I feel like the longer the story goes, the more relevance she loses in terms of like what she's able to do, right? I think we even made a mention of it in our live stream where it's like, what happens with this whole Emily thing hanging over White's head, you know, is, is whatever. Like, there's only so many excuses you could pull out of your, out of your ass here. Um you know, so you'd think, okay, what's the next step for her to retain relevancy? And it would be to get some sort of physical upgrade. But then, as I read the question further, do you think she's better allying with more powerful people, using them, and being more of an emotional mental challenge for Bomb? Uh, I actually do think it's that. Actually, after reading the second half of the question, I'm like, you know what? I could see a route where she gets this thorn, um, you know, where she is. But I, I even think with the thorn, to be completely honest with you, with the fragment of the thorn, 
that she's still not even close to bomb. I think bomb is just literally built different, you know, like, like for real, <laughs> he's like, he's insane. Like yeah, he's yeah, so no. powerful for, for no good reason at all. I mean, some pretty good reasons, but he's super powerful. He's like ridiculous. Like thorn or not ridiculous. like thorn or not, man. Yeah, yeah. Like she gets got, what is, what does that do? Cool. You got a, <laughs> you got a thorn fragment. I'm still going to molly whop you from here to Timbuktu eight ways from Sunday. Like, good luck. You she's ugly. Like, and, yeah, no, just kidding. In like school, she's like, look, I just got my first Pokemon card. You're like, I have literally the entire collection two times over. Yeah. Don't even come up in here. Like, stop. Rachel, like, Bomb's getting trained by Thor himself. He knows how to make pocket black holes now. Okay. That's true. He gets smacked in the face with a move and learns it immediately on yeah. cue. Rachel can't do that. She just yeah. looks uglier. All if three that of was those possible. things are things that happen yeah. to Yeah. It's crazy. He he's been trained by like all these people. I think the point of Rachel is that she's supposed to be this this force that this weak weak force that utilizes other people's strengths and you know plays on their emotions and tries to navigate and survive this world and you know be resourceful. I think that's her character. I think it would be kind of weird actually if she got the thorn and it's like some big brawl with her and bomb, you know? Like I think if she right. got the thorn if she gets it, like she could, but I don't think she's going to be some like big powerhouse that like rivals bomb in power. I just think bomb is way too far ahead and at the rate he's growing, I don't think Rachel ever catches up to be completely honest with you. I think she has to take the route that she's taken. Um, and even if, again, if she gets the thorn, like maybe she'll get a power up, but where we are now in the story. And again, with bomb, like I don't even think it makes much of a difference, which kind of in turn leaves her in the same spot that she was in a weird place. At least that's my, my opinion. If she gets her, maybe like the thorn rejects her. Cause there is a line by, uh, one of the, the Lords or whatever. And he says, well, whoever the true owner is, is going to get it anyway. Yeah. Like who, whoever. Right. So if she does get it, it you know, maybe there's some weird parallel be between her and bomb. Um, but if she's not the rightful owner of it and gets it, then is it's not even going to work for her anyway. So, uh, yeah, I think the more, I think the emotional mental challenge, um, or, you know, utilizing other people to kind of be pawns or whatever the case might be. Her resourcefulness is her biggest thing instead of like a, a physical thing. I just think bombs too far ahead, but that's my, that's my thoughts. I could be dead wrong. So no, that's, I, I, so I, I agree. Um, I do think that ultimately Rachel's character serves the story better if she's a emotional or like mental challenge rather than a physical one. Um, one, cause yeah, like realistically, like even at the stage we are now, um, like Bam's bringing black holes to the table uh, and you can make a lighthouse. That's cute. Yeah. We got uh, a thorn in like the beginning of yeah. this season, your attack, like, which was the lighthouse shield bomb broke with his bare hand. So <laughs> yeah. like, we're like 200 yeah. episodes past. So bomb like, if you want to hype hop in the hyperbolic time chamber and train for like 200 years real quick. Like, otherwise it's like, what are you doing here? Um, and even like we saw with the instance with uh, Karaka, like, you know, when the group was all traveling together to go to the spirit room and then Rachel just fucking yeets out of there. Um, it's like, Rachel, that's what Rachel is best at, right? Is like getting in people's heads, manipulating them, using her skills of observation and her light bearer, uh, light bearer skills um, to weave her way up this tower because she can't do it like just on her own muscle or on her own strength. Um, but I think that's the point because I think weirdly if like you give a character like Rachel the thorn or, or really any sort of a physical, um, you know, power up or whatever you want to call it, um, it like it rewards the character. Like, I think the point of Rachel's character is that she's supposed to do these things. And despite how terrible her actions are, she's supposed to still like steadfastly and stubbornly think she's in the right. 
right? And and but not never get rewarded for it. But in spite of not being rewarded for those actions, still trying to do them anyway. Because she's like, if I just do it one more time or a little bit more, I'll show them all. Where it's like, if you do start doing things like give her a weapon or get like, then your the story is like ends up rewarding her for making these decisions, which. A, kind of feels like it's backtracking, especially when we compare it to characters like Bomb or maybe Wang Nan. Um, it, like, it, it, it kind of muddies up, at least for me, the point of that character, which I, I think is supposed to be a more like, yeah, Bam is this god-level character who's super strong and could punch anybody into oblivion, um, but how is he up here? You know what I mean? Like, And that's where she that's where she's strongest. Not to mention, sorry, it's just to interject yeah. for a second, um, correct me if I'm wrong here, if she does get the thorn... The only way Bomb gets the full thorn is if she gets melted down, right? Yeah. Yeah. So then that may that forces it now to be that's like, well, Bomb, if you want to do this, you don't have a choice. Which and I think, yeah, that's a route they could go. But again, that robs Bomb of the agency of like that choice being made, him making the choice. Because if it's like, well, exactly. fuck, we're gonna have to yeah. do it anyway. There is no conversation. Yeah. Um, but I don't yeah. know. Gavin's been giving these like looks where he's like, hmm. no, the whole time. So I'm just curious. No, I'm thinking because actually I disagree on this part because the reason is for this, um, Rachel, I feel there, there, there's many paths that she's walking with this story. And I feel like at her current state, like you guys said the best, she has one lighthouse, she can't do anything, you know, and that's regarded. Kuhn and Bam know this, and quite literally, they think very lowly of her. They don't think that she's competent at all and everything else under the bus. However, with that mindset they already have, she is becoming less of an obstacle in general because they already, she's the underdog in a sense. They already think lowly of her. So the only way to elevate her in status of being an obstacle and a real mental challenge in Bam or anybody else's eyes, in my opinion, is going to have to be with a, moving up the tower, and B, you can only get so far with raw manipulation of people's minds using the things that you have around you. So, unless she doesn't physically get something that would allow her to move up, because I really don't think you can climb up high in the tower, and I'd imagine she's going to go pretty damn high if she's Bam's parallel. She's not going to do it at the level she's at. She has to have a power-up at some point. You can't tell me you are, she is going to make it high up this tower with absolutely nothing. Like, for me... I think that's a pretty hard sell for this tower because we've seen, like, yes, we've seen people who may not have the most raw strength make it through, but we're talking like, like the rankers are stupid strong and you're telling me that someone with nothing is going to be able to even reach somewhat relatively high just riding off the coattails of others. Like, even if she's the best manipulator out there, she has to have a trick up her sleeve unless, unless there are people above her who are trying to clear a way for her to then get up the tower, which could be people that we haven't met. However, I also think if that's the case, that it would be within their best interest, if they want her to climb higher, to allow her a chance to gain said items to make the process somewhat easier. So I'm in the boat that it actually doesn't really affect... I, I, I just think that for the physicalities of the tower that we know, I would be upset if she doesn't have anything that would make it seem more reasonable to how she's getting up the tower other than just pure manipulation. Because at that point, I'm kind of like, why hasn't this done, been done before? You're telling me that Rachel is the master manipulator of everything. Like we've seen way more people with higher manipulation skills that we know are higher compared to her. Like she has to have something like just off of what we've seen so far. She's literally a laughing stock. Like, there, there has to be a give and take that would make it more believable for me on how she's going to get so much higher in the tower. And I guess that's my argument for it. So what I think, is, my thing is that that assumes that Rachel is endgame, though. Right? You're like, oh, Rachel has to have a physical power-up because there's no way she's going to get to the top of the tower by herself. 
that's assuming that she does ever get to the top of the tower or that that's the plan. Because I sort of see Rachel as a foil to Bam in the sense that while Bam is super strong physically and Rachel isn't, the point of their duality is that Bam, while Rachel climbed, tried climbing this tower by being manipulative, by being backstabbing and, and stepping over people, Bam forged a real strength in his allies and in friends and in people that actually are willing to take his back and put their life on the line for him while Rachel didn't. So as a result, Rachel doesn't seem like somebody that is capable of getting to the top of the tower. And I just don't think that Rachel, the character, is built as endgame material anyway. I think that once Bam gets over Rachel as a as a you know, an opponent and an obstacle, whatever you want to call it, that's when he's like ready, so to speak, to face like the the actual threats of the tower, which, you know, jihad or the jihad family or, or whatever. Um but yeah, I guess I, I think it would work because I don't think Rachel is, is gonna stick around to the end. Yeah, but even if you're not talking endgame three or four floors ahead. Like, we're seeing fights on a literal nuclear level. And no, I don't expect her to keep up with this. And I'm not even saying she's necessarily going to get the thorn. But they're, like to say that she's going to get nothing as a reward and make it even a floor or two higher, like, yes, she'll climb. But even if we're not talking endgame, we're just saying 10 floors ahead. I don't think, just based off of what we've seen of her so far, that she's even capable of it. Like, yes, it's lucky that she's even got to it to this far at this point. But, like... I, I, I don't like her, but you got to give her a bone if you're going to keep her in this story for what I would say has to be at least a little bit longer. Like, it, it, even if you're like, oh, what if she makes it like, I don't even think they're 50% up the tower yet. Like there's what, 134 floors? They're on what, 50 something? 43. 43. Like that's that's what I'm saying is even if you're not talking endgame, you think at the level she's at now, she's going to make it to 75, you know, barely even you know a scratch on that surface like and that's what i mean where it's just it doesn't i can i can't see her making it you know even up to that point just off of the raw skill she's at for me it's impossible it makes no sense it actually would do the story in my opinion to a disservice because that would really prove that you can skamaz the tower and i just don't think rachel as a person is that master manipulator who's going to be able to skamaz the tower in that way so i guess that's my argument on it i think um I think you underestimate Rachel's character a little bit, in my personal opinion. And I think that while she's physically weak um, and doesn't have any sort of standout talents, I will always fall back on the resourceful train, which I think is very useful to her credit. And so it reminds me, there's there's this old story, um, you know, Henry Ford, guy who made the car, right? So uh, Henry Ford once had like gone went to like court or something like that and they were they were slandering him his, his name um in the papers calling him stupid basically right like you don't deserve to run this company and it's a spark notes version but essentially the uh the opposing lawyers came to him and they're like you know you don't deserve whatever the hell's going on and he's like so he starts giving him these like ridiculous questions right when was, you know, the Constitution written? When was, like, this battle done, right? To test basic IQ, to prove to the jury that, like, Henry Ford is dumb. Therefore, he, you know, doesn't, you know, he shouldn't be in exposition and this, that, and the third. And he gets into the questions, and Henry Ford looks at the guy, and he goes, basically, again, Spark Notes, you're wasting your time. He goes, you don't understand is that I don't need to know all of these random questions that you're throwing my way because I could just buy someone who can answer all these questions for me. I'm a businessman. I'm good at this one thing that I do, but I'm really freaking good at it. Mm. I utilize other people's strengths in order to 
propel me forward and to make this business work. So if I need someone that needs to answer all your ridiculous questions, I'll get them. You know what I mean? So like that was the point. And again, really spark notes version, but what I'm relating it to here is not that necessarily Rachel is a master manipulator. I don't think that's necessarily it. Um, But again, I think that Rachel, you know, for all of her weaknesses does have an incredible resourceful streak in her um, and is able to navigate things in, in such a way where it's like she survives. Maybe it's by the skin of her teeth or not. But I do think that she's gotten upgrades throughout. Uh, I would say Emily is a pretty big one. Emily at one point was like the most powerful weapon that we had come across in the early season two. And she's been utilizing that thing still up until this point. And it's actually been doing a lot of work. She now has white under her belt as well. White is one of the most powerful characters that we have besides like the big dogs, like Yurik and all those kind of guys. But for like the, the bottom tier row, <laughs> um, he's up there, you know? So like in, in a way that's almost like an upgrade, you know, like in, in having that, um, so I don't know. I guess I, I could see your point um, and I could see, you know, it's like you have to have a good mixture of both, right? You need to, you can't, you know, it's, you want to be well-rounded. You want to have strength. You want to have smarts. You want to have all these sorts of things. But I, I do, I do think there's an argument to be had that, you know, I don't know personally how much the thorn in particular, because that was the, that was the question, no, if I'm not mistaken. Not. Um, and then that's what I'm saying. Like the things that you were talking about, isn't that not considered a power up like Emily and white and those things like that is, in, in, that is yeah. like, that's what, but that's what I'm saying. Like, it doesn't have to be in inter- Like, that's why I said not the thorn, but like, she's going to have to gain other power ups around her to elevate her in the tower. Okay. Where so, she's at. Right, now. Right, right, Unless so, I read this question. No, 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 wrong. no all right, all right. let me rephrase it. It says, should Rachel get a power up to be a physical threat to oh. Bob? That's the question. So mm. that's what I was getting at. I mm. mistake, I mista- uh, mistook power up for Thorn. That's my bad because that's the thing that's laid out in front of us. So what else are we talking about? You know what I mean? Um, so that was my point. So again, falling back on what I said originally, uh, in in regards to the question, it's just I don't think it helps. <laughs> you mean, know what I, I mean? Think the other so, thing is that like it again for me, like it would it would destroy the point of her character. Like I already don't like Rachel as a person, and I don't like her. Like, I don't like her character, but I think the character functions in a story like this because of this, like, psychological complex of somebody who wants nothing more than to climb to the top of this tower and wants nothing more than to get what's at the top. And then, again, by this resourcefulness, by her manipulation skills, by all the weapons and tools that she has gathered, like, yeah, she's climbing, but, like... Every floor could be her last. You know what I mean? She doesn't have the stability, like I was saying before, of somebody like Bam who has comrades, allies, like connections and like, and well, and physical skills to all fall back on so that he can like be more reassured in his climb. Rachel is somebody who wants nothing more than to climb the tower. And the irony of that, I think, in her character is that every, the way she's doing it, every, any floor she gets to now, like every floor could be the last floor. Mm. If she gets a physical, like it muddies up the point of that character. That yeah, character yeah. is supposed to be this yeah, like Icarus I, flew too close to the no, sun. No, for sure. I, I could see to, uh, you know, to organize my thoughts in such a way. It's getting late. I apologize. Um, I think that she can definitely get a power up. I think that's fine. I just, again, relating to the question, I do not think that it should be a physical power-up. I don't think that she should be getting items like whatever, if it's the thorn in this case because it's what's in front of us or some, like, ridiculous ignition weapon or anything like that. Like, I can't see Rachel being like, all right, Bam, 
here we are, the yeah. final floor. Or if I'm it is not, you know what I mean? Like, like it's not going to be something that puts her on bombs level. Yeah, like I think it'd be more of like a lighthouse manipulative Emily, yeah. like that kind of thing. Yeah. If she yeah. were to get a power up, that's what I meant. I didn't. I misread that. I didn't know it meant physical challenge, like physically one on one. I just meant like power, like what you just said. Those power ups, and yeah, I'm like, yeah, how yeah. could she not get one? Yeah, no, I don't think that she should fight Bam physically. Like that doesn't make sense. That now what you just said makes sense. Where it wouldn't make. Yeah. All right. Yeah, we'll defer. Who's got the next question? <laughs> <laughs> is uh, it me? It would be me. Is it? Uh, oh, no. No, one, two, no, it's, three, it's your four, turn. Five. I read it. Okay. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. All right. Uh, question number five we had by Sad Sparkles. Thank you for the question. Also, thank you for including a screenshot with your question. Goes a long way. It actually makes my life much easier. So, anyway. So, we know that the ghost of the 13 months made a deal with Jihad. What about when she said to hell Joe that he's not the king she has been waiting for? Why would she be waiting for another king? Does that have anything to do with her real grudge? How does this connect with the fact that the 13-month series are half of the key for the 135th floor? That's a really deep question. It is. And I don't even know where to begin. So if anyone <laughs> has any thoughts on that while I collect mine, I'd appreciate it. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm doing a little bit of collecting here, but I, I think so the, so the fact that the 13-month series are... Um, you know, basically, they are one part of the keys to getting um, past the top, the top floor, right? That Jihad is set uh, makes me believe that, like these, like these spirit, like they don't see Jihad as the real king, but rather like whatever is beyond that uh, door that Jihad has sealed off. Um, which, like, I don't know. In my mind, I'm like, okay, well, if the spirits are. Uh, are supposed to be like fallen princesses, right? Like people who who were princes or tried to become princesses but couldn't. Um, like how would they know? Uh, how would they know about what's beyond the door? But then I think to myself, like, okay, what if it's a thing of like they almost don't care? It's like in spite of jihad, they're like whatever is at the actual top of this tower, like that's the king of this tower. You are no king. You are a false king. You are a false deity. Like you don't hold or shouldn't hold the power that you do or you think you do. And so maybe that's what it's asking. <laughs> maybe. Got anything, Gavin? <sighs> no, it's, it's brutal. Uh, <laughs> well, it's, it's, <laughs> well, it's funny because it contradicts the purpose of the, of the swords. Like, obviously they are given to the princesses and just for the fact that they're like, you're not the king that I was looking for. It's very counterintuitive and plays into the story that we know with, which is the purpose of the swords while given to the princesses, which they're literally just, they're rigged from the start. So it is interesting that they would be waiting for a king in general. And I, I keep, I'm like, I keep on deferring back to the first episode when um, Bam actually ignited the Black March when fighting the, the Steel Eel. And, um, you know, she kind of looked at, and I keep on like thinking like, oh, maybe Bam is that king. But at that moment when he ignited her, I feel like she would have given him more of something than like, Oh, I'll do it because you're cute. Like I'm trying to like yeah, yeah. really go into that. Like or maybe where maybe if maybe if we hint. like rework the term king, right? So because of the story, right? King, we're like, oh, it's jihad, or like somebody who's on top of the tower. Mm. But maybe if we think about it more in terms of like savior, right? Somebody who like the person that they deem destined to overthrow jihad. Like then that could potentially rope in people like bomb or really anybody who these spirits deem as somebody who is like destined or, or, or set or has the potential to overthrow the king and become the new or the actual king. Crazy twist. What if it's Wang Nan? 
I don't know. I don't know why that kind of pops in my head, but like, because I could see why I, I, I almost feel like it shouldn't be Bam in a sense. And I don't know yeah, why yeah, yeah. it's like a weird gut feeling, but then like, actually I do, like I do kind of like that because if you think about it, if these spirits are spirits of fallen princesses, it does track like that. They would even know about Wang Nan's exit because uh-huh. Wang Nan's been around here for a minute. So the only people that would know about Wang Nan's true heritage are people who have been around for a really long ass yeah, fucking and time. And princes become Kings. That's what I'm saying. They, and if they were princesses at one point, they would have been in very close proximity. Has our theory that Wang Nun is Jihad's son, which I definitely think is real. Um, that 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 does track. Um, yeah, I don't think it's a terrible theory. I think that Hell Joe definitely <laughs> would make a great king because he gives free PlayStations to everyone. First of all, no, and no, no he Z Box, not Xbox. Z Box <laughs> and play and the, the other word for PlayStations, whatever he used. <laughs> Um, yeah, he, everyone's he gonna be knockoffs. Yeah, he, everyone's <laughs> gonna be having a fantastic time in that yeah, until their soldier boy console breaks after two <laughs> uses, and they're like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, listen, I'm just saying. I think if he got uh, a treasurer and uh, someone to work the budget out and to be able to supply that for folks in the tower, that oh, we man. might be less inclined to go out and start killing each other because we'd have I too many know, goons to kill in our video games. Who's game. to say that he doesn't kill that treasurer after he's like? I'm sorry, Joe, you just can't spend this money now. It's, like, not smart. It's like, what do you mean? And then slices that off, and it's like, well, now we're back I don't know. All, I, all I'm saying, I think the the souls in the weapons are underestimating Hell Joe as a fine candidate for the next I think, uh, if Lord. anything, it proves that they're not as insane as people think they are. They're like, yeah, I don't know what a king, but that's not That's not, uh-uh. No, I don't it's know, not man. my king. I'm, Hashtag not my king. To be honest, I'm at a loss in terms of, like, what king yeah, they're waiting I like, for. I like the one I don't theory. know. Why I, would she be waiting for another king? I don't know. So another thing is the only so uh, to ask or to answer the final portion of the question is how does this connect to the fact that the 13 month series are half of the key for the 135th floor are only the two rings the other half or was there more? I think it was just the rings. I think it's it just, was the, just rings. the two rings. Oh, what if what if they have to what if the rings are the key? So like they would see the ring on either Karaka or or Wangnan and they're like, oh. Oh shit! There's the king. Like, that, that's the, what I was getting at. Uh, yes. You see. You see. Now you're on my wavelength because you would need all that connection. <laughs> but then, but then, what's also weird with that thought is why would you want two rings compared to just one? Um, because you know you'd imagine that two rings would go to two different people, mm-hmm. and all those swords it would all have to combine into one, or at least all go to one. If well, I think I think again, if Jihad is the one who set up this thing. The whole point is like kind of to fuck with people in the True. sense that like like yeah I split this bitch up into so many pieces like don't worry about it you're never getting the shit together it's mm-hmm. not over my dead body like you know like he's he's split the key t- this key is split up into so many different pieces that logically doesn't make any sense but that's the point right again we learned with the whole curse of the spirits in the swords that like. Jihad literally has a system, this system in place, so that nobody ever gets this far. Wait, because that would make so much sense. With two rings, both of those people who had the rings, say they got collected all of the swords, then the people with the two rings would automatically fight over the 13th sword. Say they would collect them, and that's like another built-in failsafe to that that's kill what I mean. if yeah. somebody... There's so it's many, like another like, failsafe yeah, exactly. on failsafe. Bro, we just broke Tower God. Damn. Failsafes on failsafes. Crazy. crazy. That's crazy, nuts. Crazy. Damn. Oh. I am far too stupid to give an educated answer, so I'm going to defer to the next question. Oh, my God. All right. So, Sorry, my mind shuts here, off when it's late. Which is from Smile Please. He says, how is Enryu so hacks <laughs> that just observing him with your own eyes gives you hacks abilities? <laughs> Do you think Enryu has to co- consciously gift power like the future seeing eyes, or does he really just passively give blessings to people who observe him? 
Assuming the former, because Garam's speculation on the right panel, what exactly is Enryu's plan in giving these abilities to Deja and Desa in the long term? Um, so, yes, of course, uh, he's referring to the fact that in the story, in these chapters, we learned that Enryu is, because, like, he needed another busted thing, so busted <laughs> that just watching this nigga fight <laughs> gives you Keke Genkai, like, just <laughs> off the rip. Just from watching this nigga whoop ass, you're like, wow, that's so crazy. And then, and so essentially the question, what is what, what is the point? Is this something that Enryu consciously does, like on purpose, where he's like, you know, he's out here fighting the administrator with one hand, and he's like, well, them, them niggas look cool. <laughs> or like, is it like a literal, like, passive after effect? Like, it's something he doesn't even control. Like, you literally just get struck by watching him fight, and you're like, I can see everything. Um, I don't know. I, I think, let's put it this way. I think, and, and this is another theory that I'm j- literally crafting as I speak, I think that this story has way too many intricate th- threads implanted in it for this to be like, that's just, just happens, bro. You know, whatever. It's, hey, look, you could be lucky. Um, it's It's got to mean something. I, I do think that there is a little bit of a uh, specific, like a purposefulness to it. Um, now, what that is, quite frankly, I don't know. I mean, we, we know that one of the eye's abilities has the ability to like see into the future. And we know from the blog post that see into the future is not necessarily like, oh, I know what's going to happen, but it's like, I, I see the predicted path that like we are, are, are set on right now. Um, so maybe it like is put in as sort of like a weird fail safe for him, right? Because he killed the administrator. But like, again, A, as we learn uh, in these chapters, the red Thriscara? Threesha or something. Threesha. Yeah, that sounds right. Uh, the red threesha is, while not literally like a, a, a or a, you know, an offspring of the administrator, that is essentially like a piece of him that died. Um, Enryu killed the administrator, but who's to say that like either A, we don't just get another, we don't haul another administrator onto this floor, or B, that like that's going to solve all the problems, right? Because he killed an administrator on the floor of death. He didn't kill Jihad, right? He didn't tear down this whole system. He kind of just like like covered up one wound. Mm-hmm. So I think what if this in his way is like a weird fail safe to like make sure that whoever is gifted with this ability can always has the ability like and now th- giving giving this person the ability to do this and them actually doing it uh, sure is is are two different arguments but what if the intention was for him to gift somebody this ability to so that they could be like all right I've given you the ability to like essentially foresight like use this to make sure that like what happened here with this administ- the hold the administrator had on you guys doesn't ever happen again. So I got an interesting twist on that because I think it was completely intentional for the fact that the, the floor of death, which is now what is known as that is where Bam was born. So if he had any inclination of Bam's existence way in the future or had an idea, I would imagine in Enryu's shoes, he'd be like, okay, where would be a place that this person would have to come back to? It would be the floor of death. And in my eyes, these literal eyes already serve that purpose in terms of guiding Bam back into the floor of death where he was originally birthed from because that is the one place that Enryu would know he would have to come back to at some point in his life. So uh, your that, point, and I'll, I'll because, defer back. Because that's, we do know that Enryu does know Correct. of Arlene, which yes. means if he knows about the child, yeah, again, like mm-hmm. some classic fucking Harry Potter shit, this was him being like, I'm gifting you with this ability Watch this child. Make sure that mm-hmm. like they stay on the right track. Correct. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent too. Because the the other thing is, if Enryu is as powerful as people say, you'd think, okay, why doesn't he just roll up in Jihad's crib and you know what I mean, do what he's got to yeah, do? Yeah, but yeah. clearly, there's some like bomb is like some messiah figure 
or or Enryu is and Enryu to me is more like the prophet before the coming type thing, like guiding the, the people along to be like make way for the new king type thing. That's what I see him in the role as. Otherwise, he would have just done it himself. So, yeah, I think that the, to mirror really your points, I mean, you guys already said it, but I think the eyes were intentional, and I think it is to guide the Savior, you know what I mean, along the right path so that he inevitably winds up where he has to wind up. And this and Enryu is, like, planting seeds and making a path. Um, you ever play God of, the newest God of mm-hmm. War? Um, yeah. Spoiler alert, when you, uh, when you beat the game you realize that, you know, how there's, like, little prints in the rocks and stuff where you're supposed to climb, you realize that because your mother basically was able to go through time, she set all that up for yep. you, so you would take that path the entire way. I no, think there could be something I like that. I should have covered my fucking ears, dog. Damn. I was like, how big of a spoil? Like, to be fair, I have no intention <laughs> on playing. I, I don't have an Xbox anymore. <laughs> but, like... <laughs> that information, you just brain blasted me to like the next event. God damn it! All right. Wait, He's like, so oh, you're like, I was gonna play that game. I mean, I had no intention of actually playing the game, so it's like not a spoiler. But like, how could you spoil? So me let's like that? let's go over the facts here. I just said spoiler alert for God of War. Gavin, knowing that he might not want to hear that spoiler, just didn't say a thing. Didn't even cover his ears. And then he goes, "Oh no! I mean, I was never gonna play the game, but I'm like, what? Like, where am I supposed to be?" Right I'm now? an asshole because not only is it so late. I thought you said Gears of War, and I was like, wait. Wait, what? And then God of War is even worse because I, I wait. Th- did they tell you that at the end of the game? Yes, like the very end. Wow, yeah. I beat it's the like game. One of the mother's a giant. The Loki's mother's a giant. That's another spoiler. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> Atreus's mother oh, is a giant, and, it, and foresaw everything that happened. So she implanted like all the rocks you climb, all the places you go. There's like paint or like these weird symbols yeah, that yeah. like guide your path. Like, uh, hieroglyphics. Yeah, and wall. basically yeah, yeah. you find out that she set all those up to make you yeah, go down the that story path. of the game you play. Like you find out yeah, that story. Yeah, yeah, really yeah. So crazy. I actually never got that from the ending, so I might have just like turned oh. it off or not paid. So thank you for that information. Oh, you're welcome. That's cool. Let's yeah. talk about God of War. A- anyway, more. but so yeah, right. Fantastic <laughs> game. You should play it. But um, even though I just spoiled it for you, but uh, <laughs> but <laughs> and relating it to Enryu, that's that's what I kind of see it as is, is like all of these, like these, like you said in the beginning of this question, these things are intentional. Like this story is way too intricate and too many knots and and loops yeah. and all that and kind also, of like thing this. These this plays a weirdly large part of even just this arc for this to be like a ah, shit happens. Yeah. <laughs> it's like what? Yeah. This nigga can like kind of see into no, the future. No, <laughs> no. Enryu is Enryu is the prophet and and Bomb is the Messiah. That's mm. it. So he's basically he knows that the Messiah has to grow and mature and people are out for his head, you know. Mm. Um so he has to put in fail safes to make sure that the people that he cultivates around him, like they all bring him to that point. And it's not, and obviously it's not as easy as Enryu being like, Hey bomb and picks him up and brings him all the way up. Like bomb has to grow himself. So Enryu can't yeah, just yeah. go down. There's a whole reasoning for it. Got this. Read the Bible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Legit. Legit. <laughs> Legit. Anyway. Okay. Last question. Last question. Was that what? Right. Okay. Last question. Yeah. Good. I think it was me. Didn't you read the last yeah. one? Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah. Sorry. All right. So number seven by big dumbass. <laughs> great name, dog. Great name. Oh God. Great question. Is Yurik Mazino a Chad or a simp? Now we're back folks. We're back. <laughs> we're back. We're back. <laughs> like just last week we were here. I, I, think refuse, this. I refuse to go this no, hard. I will. This I, no, 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 no. I'm going to lay it out. Simple. Two minutes later. That's because Ian's no. simping on Yurik. So we can't call you. Okay. Simp. Hold on. No, I would say <laughs> that Yurik is 
the beautiful amalgamation of both of these. Th- he's a well-rounded man. He oh, he's is, a chasimp? He is a chasimp. <laughs> <laughs> He's a chimp. (laughs) You're such a chimp. He's a chimp. He is is the best of both worlds. He is what every man should aspire to be. Not only is he a G on the streets, but he is a loving, compassionate man. Minus the woman A, B, C, or D. When he finds that one, (laughs) I'm telling you. you, Like they weren't doing the same thing to him. (laughs) (laughs) They knew what they signed up for. This was Tinder. They all knew. They were swiping. They they already had their backstory. They also kicked kittens. So, like, let's not go put them on the guy B in their contacts list. And they had jihadist guy A. If you got Yurik in your contacts, that nigga is not guy B. That nigga is the only guy in your contacts. Dude, we're running Tower of Tinder. And he'd be the the leader of grinder too and i'm sure they won't discriminate like I you thought, got cooing on there mm, 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 mm. i thought you were gonna go beautiful i think by the way i thought you were gonna say that he's a g on the streets and a simp in the sheets i thought that, I yeah, say, yeah that would have yeah, been I was a like, beautiful gavin, tie you, i was but does that not make sense like simp in the it sheets? doesn't matter like, it rhymed gavin you could you just laid up the you just threw the volleyball up and it was primed for a spike and then you just missed it and i'm thoroughly disappointed because I, like, I feel like yurik is like you know he's rolling out into the floors and he's Finger blasting people and shit. And phrasing. Just like, Are we still doing like, phrasing? No, no we all know what happened on the floor of death. <laughs> anyway, unreal. But like, then he like, let's say he gets with Garum, right? And she's like, oh, let's come to back oh. to my thing. You know that nigga is like the most sensitive, the most like yeah. compassionate, the most like in tune with like being in the moment lover that there is ever been in the tower. Probably, obviously, next to Kuhn and Yuri because they're perfect too. <laughs> But you just know that this nigga is a G on the streets and a simp in the sheets. And there's yeah. nothing wrong with simping in the sheets. Because, bro, once you're in the sheets, you're there. That's it. That is prime time to perform as a simp. Show your chasimpness. <laughs> chasimpness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And nine months after chasimpness, you get, you get, this, this, is, this is what you get. You get little kids screaming, yay, because that's what you just produced. <laughs> little First children. off, let's not even front. First like of all, Yurik and Garam would have some I was some about to say, let's not front kids. like the child of Yurik and <laughs> yeah. Garam would not be the most boss baby. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, for real. Boss baby. <laughs> boss baby. <laughs> yeah, dude, absolutely. He's a chimp through and through. Yeah, he's, he's a chasimp. Yeah, I'm, I'm, my answer is he's a chasimp. He's a chasimp. Yeah. Straight up, man. Yeah. He, he is a prime example that everybody can be a simp, but not everybody can be a chess simp. Not everybody can pull off the chadliness of be, of yeah. the simp. Most people just take the simp part like, and run with it. How are you going to make, how are you going to be like, you're, you're a simp when this guy literally could just destroy you with his pointer finger? Like, well, just because he's like Chad, the epitome like, of powerful, uh, like next to God, doesn't mean he's not simp. He's simping over girls. Like, No, he is. Simp. I'm just saying you're going to make fun of him for it. Oh, no, 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 no. But in lane of the question, you're again in this room right now. So I will say, <laughs> <laughs> so I will say that by definition, his, yes, he's a simp, but he's a chess simp. He's a Chadley simp. Chadley simp. You heard it here gavel, first, folks. Gavel down. Yep. Here. Jesus. Here, here. <laughs> oh, my God. It's done. Collateral I'll have another. <laughs> anyway, those are the questions. Woo. Those are our thoughts. It's 10 at night. <laughs> exactly. That's kind of exactly weird. Exactly 10 at night. And we need to go to Betty Bye. <laughs> oh, I just did 20. Ten is, is just one. Ah, uh, poop. Sorry, we'll take it out in editing and post. <laughs> right? No, we won't. <laughs> <laughs> all of the idiocy for you here to see. There is no. There's all. It's no editing. <laughs> and the dis- <laughs> yo, and the disappointment. They were definitely waiting on that last question, trying to get us all like angry yeah. again. But nah, we yeah, you we can band see together. my cup and your shot. It's crazy. Can you? <laughs> yeah. Let me, let me give it a kiss. 
No, don't get, get you. <laughs> Wait, anyway, you'd kiss my Yuri coat. Oh, 100%. Give me that. Careful, there's water in it. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> you should have warned me. Oh, you should have warned me. You totally just spit all in that drink. Yeah, the it totally just went yeah. all into your It's actually cheek, not water, so. it's just saliva. I'll take that back. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin, are you good, <laughs> Yeah, but our battery's about to die on this camera, okay? End of the episode. We gotta go. We gotta get out of here. Like, share, comment your thoughts, subscribe, hit that bell, baby, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Oh, my God. Oh. Ninjas are samurais. Blaze of the cool knives. Find me in the leaf of the cloud. Screaming out Bankai. We just some ghouls though. Who likes seeing parts fly?